there is a creature alive today. I don't know what this is. Who has survived millions of years of evolution. Holy shit! Without change. Oh my fucking god! Without passion. Bro. And without logic. Fuck is that? It lives to kill. Look at my feet are shaking, kid. A mindless eating machine. That thing is big, Jay. What is that? It will attack and devour. Holy shit! Anything. Look at this fucking thing. It is as if God created the devil. Holy shit! And gave him jaws. Oh my god, what the fuck is that, bro? We're seeing some shit we ain't never seen before. We have a fucking wheel here, bro. We gotta call the aquarium or something, dude. Oh man, look at this fucking thing. Jaws. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening, and welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. Uh, this is Sick and Wrong 2.0. That's right, Sick and Wrong uh, did not really die. Uh, Lance Wackley did retire. Um, he's moved on to bigger and better things. I actually heard from my sister that Lance Wackley has a dog now, a dog named Wayne. And you know what the dog is? A dog is a precursor to a child. I think Wackerly is moving on to the next level of life. He doesn't need this juvenile distraction known as podcasting. So, uh, yeah, we have a new show going on with a new co-host. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to introduce a new co-host, Harrison, here in the studio. Hey, hey. What's up there, Harrison? Not too much. What's cracking my new co-host of Sick and Wrong? Uh, Not too much. I didn't know Lance got a dog. Yeah, you know, I, he, mm. doesn't, he doesn't talk to me really anymore. Mm. Now, now that we don't do the show, we don't talk. And uh, I found out this secondhand through my sister. Uh, she sent me a picture. She's like, I'm at Wackerly's house. Check it out. He's got a dog. Like a puppy. It's like, you know, you'll either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself treat pets like children. With yeah. sweaters and things. Well, know? I always feel when uh, a couple, you know, gets gets together, they get married, exchange vows, um, forced to live together with each other or hire a Jewish attorney to split them apart. Um, what they usually do is they get a pet. That's the, the stepping stone to a child. So my prediction is Wackerly will have a child within two years. Mm. And you can't, you can't do a podcast with a child. Are you a you witch know? now? You're making you're making prognostications. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a seer. Mm. I can I can see into the future. Okay. No, I, I just know the typical the way these things work. Like, don't you know, lots of couples that get a dog, and next thing you know, they're like, oh yeah, we're we are having a kid, and then they tell everybody they have a kid, and then they miscarry. Mm. You know, yeah. No, and then you're supposed to feel bad, like, oh man. Like, what are you supposed to say? That's a lot of pressure on the dog after yeah. that point, you know? I know. And mm. maybe it was the dog's fault that she miscarried. Mm. Then what do you do? Yeah. A whole world of trouble. Anyway, uh, this is a new show. It's Sick and Wrong 2.0. And uh, uh, Harrison is the new co-host. It, it's funny because a lot of people were saying, they're like, you know, who's D going to choose the new co-host? Is Sick and Wrong going to continue? And then like at least 10 people 
uh, said, why don't, why don't you use that guy Harrison? He's got a good voice. Seems like an interesting dude. Doesn't seem like a serial killer. And so uh, here, here it is. Two of those three things are true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I'm a little concerned though because I feel like it might. I'm a half Jew. Oh, now that's like a I'm, lot of Jew I'm on the show. Off the Jew Gentile ratio. You know, I'm a, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, I forgot about mm. that. You were you were half breed, but did you come mm. out of a Jewish vagina? No. Let's see. Then then so then you're not by law by Jewish law a Jew. I guess not, but I mean, I have a bubby, you know. Yeah, heritage, heritage-wise, Vasha Karnishkas and all that. Yeah, horrible so, bullshit. So then, you know? I, I think the show Sigrong Two might be more Jewy. Yeah, you know, being that there's a Jew and a half mm. here. So, uh, well, who knows? People hate Jews. Um, some people like Jews. Um, so yeah, maybe it's a good thing. So yeah, this is going to be a new generation here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, we're going to have different bits on here. Steel, John Steel. Uh, from uh, the From the Ville podcast, a uh, regular guest here on uh, Sick and Wrong through the years, is going to be doing a segment called Fistful of Steel. It's going to be kind of just a steel rant for, I don't know, 10 minutes. You know, we haven't done this yet, so I don't know what it's going to be like, but we're doing it later on the show. Uh, there's going to be other bits going coming, a lot, coming up in the future, uh, different guests coming up in the future. Uh, also, uh, the same things, you know, shit stories. Um, phone calls, you know, sick and wrong thought experiments. Basically, it's the same show with just a, a, a half Jew filling in here. So, uh, Harrison, thank you for being on the show. I'm stoked about doing this. And it's, it's kind of like we're getting back to old school. And the show might sound different now because it's old school, sick and wrong. We have two mics recording directly live into Pro Tools. Um, we're in the same doing, room. Yeah, in the same room. Yeah. Which is weird because I remember like people were all upset when I moved to L.A. because they're like, oh, the show's going to be changed. It's going to be different because you're doing it over Skype. But the fact of the matter is, Wackerly hated coming to my house back in San Francisco. So for like two years before I moved, we we're doing it over Skype and no one noticed. Mm. So, uh, yeah, but I think they, acoustically the, the show will sound different. But I think dynamically it works different because you get two people in the same room. And so now when we have guests in the studio... Um, you know, we can have him just like throw a mic over here. And uh, hopefully, you know, in the future, I'm, I, I wouldn't mind doing some live shows too, getting some callers. So, you know, I, th I think the future is uh, bright here for Sick and Wrong. A lot of interesting things might be coming up. Uh, but for now, um, let's talk Harrison. What's, what's been going on with you, man? I heard uh, you went on a date with a uh, prostitute. That is semi-true. That is kind of true. I, I went out with a... Uh she, a woman who street? is an escort. Oh, because she's not a streetwalker. No, she's not a streetwalker. How did, did you hire her services? No, no, no. Well, what is the deal with this? Um, basically, she's someone that I, I followed on Instagram. Um, I'm not going to say who it is right now. Because um, oh, she might be coming on the show. We don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. And uh, I was very interested. It, it it's became my reading. It became my part of my daily internet reading it was so fascinating yeah, you, you kind of became borderline obsessed yeah there was i mean there's a lot of good stuff in there there's a lot of uh, rants and interesting texts with johns and and crazy you know uh pro proclamations about and the weird Wu-Tang clan yeah, all sorts of videos, videos dance videos and it was fascinating the, the, it still the is. interesting thing about her uh, instagram because you showed it to me is uh well she posts sex pictures which is weird because you're not allowed to post nudity on uh, Instagram, but you should, that can't be true. Well, no, uh, yeah, you're. I don't think oh. you're supposed to. Like you, you exit out or whatever. Mm. But um, what's interesting about her is that she, 
you know, she, she posts at least like 30 posts a day. Like yeah. the girl's got like what a hundred followers, but yet five thousand posts. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's great, and some of them are just her driving in the car. I think it's schizophrenic. It's it's uh, there's there's definitely some of that in there. There's it's, definitely some yeah. Of that I mean, in like there. I post, I try to post a couple posts a day. Yeah, just you know, keep my uh, the uh, followers engaged. She doesn't have any followers, so she's just posting for herself. Pretty much, and and I guess trying to build a follow. I, I'm not really sure what I the think goal, she's, the end game is. I think she's just trying to entertain the multiple personalities. She's entertaining me. Yeah, she is entertaining. She's entertaining, yeah. definitely. So wait, so what happened? Did uh, did you get did you go on a date? Like, what was going on here? No, we didn't go on a date because I I I'm at an age now. I know I know better. <laughs> then I know better. Date a, uh, prostitute. Then to date someone. Uh, I don't know. I've I've almost gotten stabbed by women before. I, I, I you know what I mean. I try to I try to I, pl- I play it loose from the best. You know what I mean. I think it's a good thing to keep that at a distance. Yeah, yeah. I try to you know. You, you never know where things will lead, but I try to make friends. I try to surround myself with with various lunatics. But if you let them get too close, sometimes they just repeat you repeatedly just punch you in the face and you then try pummeled. to stab you yeah. yeah you get pummeled yeah uh, what's uh what's the going right here how much does it cost i don't know yeah we don't know that yet i don't know yeah all right we'll have to find out but it's not through a service i know this much. oh wow really yeah. she just uh a craigslist or something Backpage.com? she just goes to uh, upscale bars and sits there you know i met you know i've thought that happens in la a lot mm. yeah I've, I've, I've always thought that there were like websites that that caters to these like women searching for sugar daddies that are basically just escorts. But um, then, then there's the girls that do Craigslist and the other ones, uh, adult friend finder and things like that. But then, uh, you know, I always thought that there are girls that just go hang out at like high end restaurants like Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's an unspoken taboo. They're just, if you see a woman sitting there by herself, by just, herself looking like she's up for some high end shenanigans, <laughs> that's what's going on. Just like Vegas. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Harrison, you, uh, one of the reasons why I took a bit of a hiatus, mainly because I wanted to uh, take some time off, enjoy life for a little bit before I had to get back to this grind, this albatross. But second, uh, Harrison was on vacation. Harrison went away for uh, like, what, a couple weeks, 14 days, 10 days? Week and a half. Week and a half to uh, Japan. I did. Japan. That is an interesting place, Japan. It was. An, an, uh... Freakish. It's very freakish. It's you go to a sex store there, and it's like you say maybe half the people would want a regular flashlight, and half the people want an alien tentacle flashlight. That's what they have <laughs> offered there, and it's just like, yeah, that's and that's probably not. It's probably not even weird to them. Like no. it's just kind of normal. No, do people walk around in public like you know with their their alien flashlight? No, I didn't see that. It's okay. it's still behind the curtain, you know. Oh, okay, so mm. then that, that that stuff's kind of kept under wrap. What about the um, those uh they have like machines like uh that they just get you can buy girls panties i think once that became popular on the internet they took those out and those were but the, that did, that did was exist. something that did exist it definitely existed so yeah. explain the circumstance i see i already mm. know this but i'm mm. trying to draw the story out here for the uh, entertainment the listening audience explain the situation about how you ended up going to japan i have this friend of mine um whom I dated once. You know those friends where you, when you both, whenever you both happen to be single, you'll fuck each other. And then yeah. if one of you, and then if you're both not single, you're still friends, but you just don't fuck. But how often do you communicate? 
Since I left New York, not that not that often. You know, I'm really only talk to her when I see her. She'll come out here maybe, or I'll be in New York, or and it, so we'll go on a trip. But together. if you're if you're in New York and you're single, will you just be like, eh, I might as well get laid while I'm here. Yes. Okay, so you just hit her up. Yeah. So it's kind of it's sort of a friendship slash sexual relationship kind of thing. Yes, it is the uh, I guess the prototypical friends F- with benefits. FWB. Yeah. Going on here. So uh, what does she look like? What does she look like? Um, like who, who? Name a famous person that she kind of looks like. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Yeah. All right, that's hot. That's yeah. a, that's a Christina Ricci like Adams Family or Christina Adam's Ricci family. Black Snake Moan. Adams. Let's say Adams Family. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I find Christina Ricci very yeah. attractive, so I would definitely hit that girl up uh, if I was in New York. If I was Though, if she heard me say that, she'd probably just choke the shit out of me. <laughs> So uh, what's the deal with her? Is it, so did she take you on this trip? Did she is she like a sugar mama? She makes a lot of money, so sometimes she'll be like, "I want to travel somewhere. I want somebody to go with me. I'll cover airfare and accommodations." Oh my god, that's so great! Like like we went to we went to Ukraine shortly before Ukraine blew up in you know terror and madness. Yeah, before um, the uh, revolution or whatever. Yeah, we went to Chernobyl. You went to Chernobyl? We went to Chernobyl, yeah. Wait, so she called you up and she's like, hey, Harrison, I want to go to Chernobyl. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. What was that like? It's it's kind of amazing because everything is still as it was from 1987. So, because nobody can take anything out. It's an exclusion zone. No one lives there. No one lives there. No one can take anything out. You can go for the day and go in there. You, they bribe the guards. They say you're scientists, so you get to go in. And you get to go through like the, the old high school, and everything is abandoned, like a zombie movie. And you know you see the teacher's desk with the Soviet flag still there. The kids' science projects are all still out because they all had to evacuate like suddenly. So everything is still left so Everything's there. preserved. Yeah, everything's perfectly preserved. Are yeah. you wearing a hazmat suit? No. So you can just breathe the air and touch things? You're not supposed to touch things. You're not supposed to touch things. But it's the the amount of radiation you get there from being during the day is the same you get from like a, a flight across the country or a chest X-ray. Wow. Yeah. So you do you go on a guided tour? Yes. So you get you get like hire some Russian mobster takes you through there, bribes the guards, bribes the guards, yeah, and, and brings you in. She's like, yes, these are all scientists, and then they let you through. Do you wear like a white lab coat? No. <laughs> you're just like wearing your leather jacket Pretty just like much. hey what's up yeah. <laughs> I'm a scientist when, when you're actually on your way out they scan you to see if you're radioactive and your clothes and if like you sat down in the dirt they'll take your pants because your pants are too radioactive and that's it you just you have no pants you have no pants <laughs> what about uh, I heard that there's like wildlife like animals that have mutated like uh, like warthogs we bush saw pigs we saw Bush pigs? Bush pigs that have just become these, like, massive hogs. Uh, we didn't see any of those. We saw dogs. We saw, like, you know, wild like dogs. Like three heads? No. They okay. were just normal wild dogs. They would just run up to you, like, you know. This is, this is slightly underwhelming. Just wanted to, to be your companion. Yeah, no, they were fine. <laughs> yeah, but what if it licked you? Then would your hand fall off? Maybe. Wow. I wouldn't let it lick me. <laughs> I thought it was going to rip my face off, it was, but it was very friendly. So yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I, could, I imagine it's like saliva, probably glue in the like glows in the dark. Mm. So are there people that live in that area? No, 
Like you probably don't want to bang a Russian hooker that lives near Chernobyl. There's like a 25 mile zone where where nobody can live. And it's just a dead zone. It's Pretty just much, the, yeah. The wilderness. Yeah. See, that's where the mutated creatures live. Hmm. Well, no, you can go there during the day. You just can't stay overnight. What happens at night? The that's mutated where all creatures, the creatures come, come out. out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's scary. The alien sex tentacle creatures. You know. <laughs> that's when they come out. So, uh, so she took you over to Chernobyl, mm-hmm. and the, did you stay in Moscow or just just? We stayed in Chernobyl? Kiev, right near Kiev. Wow. Overlooking Independence Square. That's crazy. And yeah. so then, and so this trip was to Japan, to to Tokyo. Yes. Man, I gotta find a woman that has money. Every woman I ever I've ever met just doesn't want to work. It's it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it's a, let, let's just say it's a mixed bag. Are you saying it's Are you saying it's somewhat like emasculating that you have this with this woman that? That wears the pants in the family. It's not so really emasculating because I've never really defined myself by what I did to make money. Um, but it, it is kind of like you're chained to this person and you can't, you know, I definitely had to be diplomatic. I, I was careful about what I said to not piss her off. There were definitely some moments where I wanted to just be like, <laughs> fuck you. And I didn't because I didn't want to get shut out of the you know, room we were staying in. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like even going on a, on a vacation with your wife for two weeks, spending two weeks with your wife all the time, that that right there is like, you know, frustrating. You know, I, w- I, would, I, would, I would go ballistic. I'd like, I, I think I'd have to get away from the person. So someone that you're just fucking occasionally, you don't even really know this person that well. It's kind of like there are people you can spend more than three days with and there are people you can't. And usually me and this woman, we kind of realize that we kind of can't. Um, and to be honest, it's not, it's not all her. I mean, it's, I, I can be a frustrating person to travel with. I never shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had, you have to find me really fucking charming to deal with me all the time, you know? So it can cause some tension. So, so it goes both ways here. So what, so yeah. what happened on this trip? You go over to Japan and where are you staying in Tokyo? One of those love hotels? No, it was like this kind of uh, weird apartment. It was an Airbnb apartment that looked like a bunker. That like Patrick Bateman might keep you prisoner in, basically, is what it looks like. No windows. Yeah, it was all like concrete. You know, it looked like you know you were trapped forever in there. That's creepy. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the first couple nights were you guys like fucking all day. Yeah. And then what happened? Did it just taper off? It tapered off completely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, so even towards the end of the trip, you weren't even having sex. There was nothing. No. Wow. It was only the first like two, three days. Did you sleep with one of those pillow barriers between each other? Kind of, yeah. It was, yeah. We put masking tape down the center of the floor, a la I Love Lucy. Yes. This is my space. That is yours. Um, yeah, that's got to be a little. So was it kind of awkward then? It was very awkward, yeah. Because it was at any given moment, one of us was pissed at the other one for some stupid thing. And we'll never know why. And you're living in such close quarters. It was like a simulated, hateful marriage, basically. God, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I I kind of feel ambivalent towards this because I think I would, obviously, the Jew in me would love a free trip. But the sane man, rational man in me would be like, I don't think I could sit in a tiny little apartment with somebody I hardly know for 14 days. And there was only one key. Oh, my God. There was only one key. So he couldn't, it's not like I could go off and do whatever, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is like this is like a test of your patience here. I almost left early. Sanity. To be honest. I oh, almost you left almost left days. early. Yeah, if I had known how to do it, you know, cause <laughs> I, like I didn't know how to call, how to make a phone call. You know, it was, it was hard. I didn't have I didn't have data in my phone. It was a problem. But you said the trip was kind of fun, though. It was it, overall. It was fun. It was definitely worthwhile. It was just there were some tensions at times. 
I heard uh, you ran into, um, well, actually, I think I hooked you. I set it up. Uh, you ran into uh, Johnny from the Got Faded podcast. Yes, we did. So Johnny, people might remember, he designed some sick and wrong shirts and uh, stickers and stuff like that uh, a few years ago. I think we still sell the uh, designs he made on the Cafe Press store. But cool guy, he moved to Japan years ago. And I don't know what he does there, but he moved to Japan years ago. does a podcast called the Got Faded Podcast. And we, we still keep in touch, uh, you know, via email and all that. So I found out that uh, Harrison was heading over to uh, Tokyo. I was like, you should look this guy up. Like, he runs with the Yakuza. You know, that might be interesting. So, uh, so what happened? Well, he showed us around. He gave us the, you know, behind-the-scenes tour. And it was kind of weird because I didn't really know the guy yeah. at all. I didn't know him. Um, I hardly know him. It's like a secret society of podcasters or something. I don't even know. <laughs> it's a um, cabal. A cabal of chronic masturbators um so he yeah he showed us around he he was like these guys are yakuza you know this on their license plate this number on their license plate means they're this rank you know kind of taking us around uh if you're ever in tokyo the hub british pub in shinjuku that's where you go to hook up with japanese girls if you're a foreigner oh so is is it easy for foreigners because i mean we don't speak the language like how do you communicate with these girls there are certain japanese girls that are specifically looking to hook up with foreigners. So they just see white guy. They're like, sweet. Yeah. Let's just have sex. Yeah. Wow. Did it work for you? No, I was there with a oh, woman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. You can, but she was on her own side. Did you not listen the, to anything I just said? But she's on her side of the room. You build up that pillow for it. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, you go to this, uh, you, you go out with uh, with Johnny. Where did he take you? Uh, he took us to uh, the Golden Guy area of Shinjuku, which is kind of this area where there's just a ton of little bars where there's like six stools at each bar, and each bar has like a different theme. And there are these guys who have brochures. They're standing hmm. in the street, and they they won't let. Normally, they don't talk to foreigners because, but because he speaks fluent Japanese, um, they'll talk to him. So he goes up to them, he starts talking to them, and they show us the brochures. And my friend comes up to, and, he, and the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. And, she, and he said something in Japanese. He's like, I was just a lesbian. He said, he said she was a lesbian. And so the guy's like, oh, okay, it's fine then. Is yeah. that Japanese words that mean the same thing in Japanese? I don't know. But he just said lesbian in English. And it's one of those weird things where it's like you learn to speak fluent Japan, but you sound like you're doing a racist caricature of a Japanese person kind of thing. Yeah, that sounded a little racist when you just... Yeah, no, that's actually Japanese what you have to do, apparently. You yeah. sound a little racist? Yeah, you have to sound a little racist. So who was he calling a lesbian? You or... No, my friend. Oh, your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then what, what, what did the guy give you? This brochure that has like all of the like menu items of things you can get with these various girls... But they're all like really specific things like you can rest your head in the lap of a schoolgirl or you can give a girl a reverse wedgie. And there's like a per- there's like a picture of it, you know. So so if you're a Japanese guy, yeah. you give do you give this guy money or do you just go to the location, the address on the brochure? They take you to a place and there's a girl in there. You can give her a wedgie. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Does not work like that here. And then there's a picture of a chick with a blindfold. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't read the Japanese characters, so I, I didn't really, you know. Wow. And the guy was getting kind of antsy, so we couldn't really ask questions. But. Did you get one of these brochures? Um, I got a different one, not the the secret one. So he wouldn't it, let us take the secret one. Is it just like a like a menu? It's a, a menu. perversion? Yeah, it's a menu of perversion. God, the Japanese people are such an enigma to me. They're way ahead of us. Yeah, it's yeah. A, I mean, they're like up there with the Germans. 
I mean, they have those digital toilets, you know. What's the digital toilet? Um, it's got buttons on the toilet, and they have like a thing that comes out and washes your asshole when you're done. So it's like a bidet. Yeah, inside it, of a toilet. Yeah, but it comes out. It's like it's like it comes out like a little, you know. Man. Yeah. God, I am like I'm always amazed by the ingenuity of the Japanese. The, the, they got buttons on there that heats up the toilet seat. It does. It's amazing. Wait, are these public toilets? Public toilets, private toilets, all of them. Did you use any of the public toilets there? Yes. Is it like really clean? Oh yeah, it's great. Because that's that's what amazes me about people Japan. People leave their bikes in the street. They don't lock them up. Yeah, that's what I heard about it. It's like people yeah. sleep just on the side, like in bushes, yeah. like yeah. on the side of the sidewalk, and they, they their bikes aren't locked up. It's kind of like being. It's like being in one of those weird, th- those old like uh, Twilight Zone episodes. But you're you're not there long enough to figure out like what the catch is. You know, everything like everything is really strange and and there's no crime. There's got to be some weird kind of like Luciferian catch to it all. Yeah, like but there's something yeah, awry here. I wasn't lo- there long enough to figure it out. You know. God, I wonder if it's like that when you get out of like if you go to Kyoto or one of those towns outside of Tokyo. Well, the thing is, Tokyo is so big that we were there. You know what I mean? Wasn't even enough time to see Tokyo. So you saw like a fraction. It's like of it. Los Angeles and New York and Chicago combined into one area. You know, man, I got to check it out. Yeah. What's the uh, the uh, the the currency exchange? It's like a hundred yen is a dollar. Oh wow, so the dollar's doing well now. Yeah, used the yen used to be uh, worth a lot more. Yeah. Huh. No, the dollar the dollar's doing a little bit better now. I have to go check it out. Yeah. So, would you go back to Japan? I would. Uh, I mean, the food is great. For the food alone, I say probably, you know, worth going. But do you yeah. eat a lot of fish and you beef? Like, what, what do they serve? There? Eat a lot of fish. Probably that wherever you go to have rice, even if it's a shitty restaurant, it's like the best rice you've ever had. You know, because it doesn't have all the chemicals. Monsanto, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah poisoning all our food. Um, and yeah, went to the fish Destroying market. Sperm had you know sushi at the fish market. All like that the stuff. freshest fish you could get. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I need I need to go to check that place out. I, I would definitely hang out with Johnny. So it was, it was cool hanging out with Johnny. It was, yeah. I think it's he's a weird guy because I think he gets a lot of work out there as like an actor playing the Ameri- weird American guy on random game show. You know, so he gets a lot of like work like that. Is that what he does? He's an actor. I think so. Yeah, and he, and he does like teaching English to business people and does like weird random shit like that. You know, weird. And the guy's been out there for like over 10 years. Yeah. He's kind of in this weird place where he's like, he's kind of like a man in between cultures. You know what I mean? Like you ever, you ever watch like Pokemon, you know, like, you know, that cat that can speak English. Oh yeah. But also can communicate with, with, the, Pokemon. with the Pokemon. Yeah, most yeah. Pokemon can't speak English, but this fucking cat learned how to speak English, but he doesn't have any of his Pokemon abilities. So he's kind of a man in between So he's worlds. an American, but yet he can communicate with the Japanese. Yeah. yeah. He's like in this weird, like, border DMZ type Yeah, and then song. when he comes home to the U.S., he's like a man out of time. He doesn't know what's going on. That's wow, what he's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh, that's weird. So how did it all end up? Did you guys just see it ended up, like, with a sexless handshake? Like, you just kind of shook her hand, and you're like, so long, thanks for the trip. We we hugged, we hugged, and um, not even a hand job. Not even a hand job. No, no, it was it was like by the time by the end of it, I don't know. I was I was kind of uh, I was eager to have it end, but honestly, would we go on another trip together? Probably. Yeah, I was about to ask you. So if Christina Ricci was like, I want to go check out the Hobbit Land in New Zealand, I'd probably go. I don't <laughs> learn from my mistakes. Like I don't. You know what I mean? 
Oh, it takes a few months and I forget everything that happened. I got to say, you know, if I knew a girl Mm. who was attractive, that I had sex with on occasion, and she was wealthy and would take me on trips, I would do that too. So, yeah, more power to you. Mm. Well, Harrison, uh, that that is interesting. I got to check out Japan sometime. I want to go to Bangkok or in Cambodia. I I want to go to Cambodia. Yeah, the next Phenom, one, what's it called? Phnom Penh. Right? Phnom Penh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the killing fields. Mm. That's all I like to check out. Angkor Wat. That would be interesting. Anyway, people, this is uh, episode 501 here of Sick and Wrong. We're just continuing right where we left off. Just back on the horse, sick and wrong every week, week in, week out. Send us your stories. We'll do them here on the show. Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hamlet.com. Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. Um,. Yeah, it's it's you know it's essentially it's the same show, but different. Sick and Wrong two uh, Coming up next is a fistful of steel with John Steele. Before that, uh, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah. Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code Diddle. You'll get fifty percent off your first item, three free adult DVDs. Free shipping and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code Diddle. That's Diddle, D I D D L E, like your uncle used to do to you. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, my sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horseshit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. Steel, what do you think of that new intro? Well, um... Until you played that for me, I didn't realize how angry and how much salty language I use. <laughs> you, you know, I forgot about that, though. You bring up a good point about the VD, STD thing. You know, when yeah. did they stop using VD? Like, is VD offensive or something? Like, why? I like that term, too. Yeah, I don't know when it happened, when the changeover occurred, because I think even when I was in high school in the 80s, STDs hasn't, hadn't been around yet. It was still called VD. And VD <laughs> covered a spectrum of shit, from syphilis to gonorrhea to whatever. But then all of a sudden, like in the mid-90s or late 90s, it switched over to STDs. So I, I don't know who made the decision that, hey, we can't call it VD anymore. It's got to be STD. I don't know who makes that decision, but somebody did. Well, I don't know if, uh, if you've been to the clinic in a while, but uh, now they call it STI. And what does that stand for? Sexually transmitted infection. <laughs> I don't know if you if you're up with the times here, but it, it no, was VD, became STD, and now it's STI. So apparently, I'm still living in 1998, and I got to get with 2015. So if I go in with a grippy dick, they're going to tell me I have an STI and not an STD. So I got to know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, they're going to say, uh, okay, you, you got uh, some pus dripping out of the head of your penis. You have an STI. That, that's what's going to happen. 
see, I mean, you know, first it was, you know, can't talk, tell, you know, you can't call retarded people retarded anymore. You got to call them mentally this or that. You can't call, uh, uh, you know, black people Negroes anymore. You got to call them Afro or African American. I don't know where this begins and ends, but I can't keep track. <laughs> which is which is the whole purpose of this segment that we're doing here fistful of steel you know and it's like it allows steel you know a platform to uh rant about i guess what's wrong with society in your eyes which is nice um you know the uh the uh i guess the genesis of this or the inspiration came from uh steel's facebook page which i i find legendary i think it's great it's uh since the From the Ville demise a few years ago, you've kept up this Facebook page. It's this, this ongoing Facebook page where you just write, you know, you write rants like your, your posts are longer than anyone I've ever seen. You know, some of these posts are almost like four pages if it was like in a Word document. And uh, yeah, and it's yeah, ranting about a, uh, just, uh, I guess, what pisses you off that week. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be... Uh... And yeah, some are, are very lengthy because I, you know, have a lot to say. In the end, it's probably people are going, "Wow, I just wasted ten minutes of my time reading that." But uh, it's yeah, it's, it's either things that happen in my own life that is, you know, my basic failures and shortcomings because I'm, I'm certainly uh, one of the most, probably the biggest under, underachiever I know in, in all aspects <laughs> of life. But it's either regarding that or just something about pop culture, politics, religion, whatever, you know, anything in society that just bothers me. And a lot of it has to do with the, the new wave of technology and whatnot that bothers me. But, yeah, it can be any topic. I mean, you name the topic at some point, at some time, I've probably discussed it in one way, shape, or form. Well, you know, I'm glad that uh, you're, you're putting these rants out, distributing these rants via Facebook rather than getting a shotgun and going to a theater or something. You know, I think that's I think this is a healthy way to uh, work yeah, well, out this rant. Yeah, I guess it beats being a school shooter when you yeah. put it that way. But, <laughs> Doing uh, a massacre at a mall. I think this is I think this is a little healthier. I think it um, you know it allows you to displace that rage through Facebook. But now uh, well, I think we're going to do a new platform here. Even though I, I assume you're still going to keep keep up the Facebook page. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, as an outlet, you know, from when we stopped doing our show many, many moons ago. I mean, even long before I start, we started doing. Pop, I mean, probably since I was in eighth grade, I've always written comedy and bits and rants and shit like that. They've gotten more angry and more. There's more hate mongering in them now than there probably was when I was. 14 years old, but you know, I've always done it. I've always, comedy and, and writing has always been kind of my release or my platform. The show gave me two years to do it, you know, via podcasting and stuff, but yeah, I, basically the shit that I write about is a lot of the same stuff, not the same material maybe, but the same type of thing that I would rant and rave about, you know, when we did From the Bill, so, you know, yeah. same type of shit. Well, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's great, and uh, it, my favorite thing about your Facebook page is is you would uh, you would have like this four page rant, and maybe like mm -hmm. ten people liking it, which is because that just <laughs> that just shows you you're not doing it because you have like you know thousands and thousands of followers like fucking you know like uh, Ryan Seacrest if he was doing rants you're doing it for yourself, and I like that. Whoa. There's nothing, no truer statement out there because a lot of people rip on me for like, like a lot of times I'll throw like a, a punchline within a punchline and that the punchline will be 
some obscure reference from like 1972 or, you know, sometimes <laughs> I'll even make it a reference from like 1895 and people don't know what the fuck. So it's, I do it a lot more, like I said, as a release from me and my own, my own amusement. Whereas I almost find more joy when people might not get a reference and I have to make them Google it or Wikipedia it. Cause they'll go, Oh, still, what are you talking about? And they'll ask me a certain reference or something. I said, I'm not your own fucking personal Wikipedia. Look it up yourself, douchebag. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you got like an encyclopedic knowledge of 80s TV shows and movies. So useless trivia, yeah. It's useless trivia. I think some and so some of these references that you'll probably use on the show going forward, um yeah, people are probably going to have to Google, especially the uh, the younger people out there that um they really don't learn much these days, you know, these kids. All they ever learn is what's on their Wikipedia. They know, they never had a world book encyclopedia, you know? Oh. Yeah, and it pisses me off because they have all this technology at their fingertips. I mean, don't get me started on the millennials. In fact, you'll probably, in a few minutes from now, you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But don't get me started on them because they, they have this technology and knowledge at their fingertips. Their smartphone, they can Google it, they can Wikipedia. But instead, they take the effort to ask me, what's this, what's that? Well, look it up, asshole. You got a smartphone. <laughs> Use <Fuck> it. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, it's that simple, but they still, they're so fucking lazy that they can't even take that step and they should know that. They grew up with Google and Wikipedia and all this bullshit. They grew up with MySpace and all this social networking crap. Fucking use it. It's right fucking in your hand. I think you're just jealous because they have like instant access to porn and we never did. Um... that bothers me, but again, I, I think that we're the lucky ones because I mean, I, 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 I've, I wrote, a, and not to toot my own horn, but I wrote a really great thing about the golden age of porn when we were growing up because you actually had to work for it. I think these, these appreciate are, it. Yeah, they, they don't appreciate it because they can click the button and oh, there's somebody shitting on somebody's belly. Oh, that's well, we had to fucking we had to go down to the porn shop and do that. The other thing too is I know this might be a, a topic for a future rant, but it's, it's that they don't appreciate it because they have instant accessibility to porn, but also. You know, there's some, I was talking to uh, uh, one of my girlfriend's younger brothers and he's just like, I don't really care. So, you know, it's all over the internet. I'm like, you don't care about porn? I was like, God <laughs> damn it, you fucking ingrate. When I was your age, I remember I had one porno movie. I think it was called uh, The Blowjob Adventures of Dr. Felicia. It was just one porn, one, one porn movie that I got from our friend Judd's father. I don't know, we stole it out of his closet, get all these porns. And I watched that movie, I don't know. Back to, you know, from the beginning to end, probably like 10,000 times, you know, yeah. and it's like and then, I, I had to sneak a quick masturbation when I knew the parents weren't home to use the family VCR because I didn't have a VCR in my room. Right, right. We didn't have that shit in our room. So not only that, but back then, see, these fucking, they can download the shit. It's on their, their smartphone instantly or their laptop or tablet. But you're talking about Dr. Fellatio or whatever the name of the movie was you watched. Well, when you got to the end or you, you went through a part that was really good, you didn't just slide the little icon on your computer back to the point. And you had to rewind it, and then you had to hit tracking to make sure it was coming through clearly on the VHS tape. Yeah, you don't need to track an MP4 video on your smartphone. You yeah, know, but I, you had to track on VHS, though, didn't you? Exactly. But, that, but that's yeah. the thing. They take it. They take porn for granted. They take life for granted. These little fucks. Yeah. But you know it what, goes though? Hand in hand. I'm Literally. stepping into your territory. You know, this is your this is your segment here, Steel. And the way this is going to work is uh, Steel. So, so the way this is going to work, people, Steel 
you know, I think these rants come to you like kind of an epiphanal type of experience. Like they just come to you and you carry around this recording device, one of those dictaphone things or whatever it is. What is it, like an MP3 recorder? Something like that, yeah. And so you go into it and you, you record this rant. And it could be at any time. It could be like 8 in the morning. It could be like 3.30 in the, in, the, in the morning. It could be like 10 o'clock at night. You could be drunk. You could be sober. So you send me these rants and you're like, I want to use these three. So I think what the, way, the way we're going to structure the show is we'll play your three rants of the week. And then uh, we can kind of discuss them and see where, where you're coming from on it. Sounds good to me. All right. So uh, here it is, people. The first segment of Fistful of Steel. We're going to play rant number one. If there's one thing I'm constantly reminded of, it's how much I truly hate you millennials. I'd say hate is probably even far too weak of a word. It's gone far beyond that. It's much more of a disdain or a very deep, passionate loathing. You see, every morning I wake up and take a shit, and I get out my smartphone and I log on to Facebook, and lo and behold, every single time I log on, another one of you broads is starting a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter campaign. Look, ladies, you were born with GoFundMes and Kickstarters. They're called your mouths, your pussies, and your assholes, so why don't you use them every once in a while? You see, before the social networking, if you dames needed some, some money for college tuition or, say, a pack of smokes, you got out there and sucked some dicks. Big black dicks, average white dicks, little tiny Asian dicks. It didn't matter the size or color of the dick. You put that dick in your mouth and you got appropriately compensated for your time and effort. They provided the dick. You provided the service. You earn the money to pay your bills. You didn't just get some handout from strangers from halfway across the globe. It was intimate. It was a customer-client relationship. But this internet has just simply destroyed your work ethic. So as far as I know, those dicks still need sucking. And you still need spending cash. So why don't you get off your fat, lazy, millennial ass and get down to that nearest construction site? Because if there's one thing I know, it's that those dicks aren't going to suck themselves. It's a pretty good rant there, Steele. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, a lot of the uh, female listeners are going to like that one. You're going to appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, well, I have a big female fan base, as you well know. <laughs> I can imagine. So um, what, what was the inspiration? But Did you see one particular GoFundMe that just set you off? Like, uh, where did this come from? It came from seeing, like, it's, it wasn't one particular, I'm sure there was one that maybe put me over the hump and broke the camel's back, so to speak. But the... Uh, it was it was it seems like especially in the last i don't know 6 months and this is no lie every time i log on to facebook cuz i don't use twitter or anything else facebook's and i'm sure they're doing it on the other platforms as well but i log on to there and there's at least two or three chicks that are in my facebook friends that are starting a gofundme or a crowdfund or a kickstarter campaign for you name it it could be for they need college money they need rent that month or you know their toilet broke or they need a plumber to fit you know it's like all of a sudden they can't get out and work and earn a dollar like what did what did these you know uh social networking hoes do before they had such things as social networking I think, did you bring up a good point? I think that's what happened. It's like women, 
you know, men too, but women have become lazy now. Like all they got to do is post a picture of them wearing a thong to Instagram. They get like 10,000 followers, you know, and these fucking kids, these guys, these pervs that follow them will give them anything. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, please go fund me because I want to buy, you know, a, a, a new TV. Yeah, but instead right. of going out there and, you know, putting on your pumps and working the streets and like earning that money or going to, you know, getting a job at Best Buy and earning that money, it's like all they got to do is like just donate a dollar so I can get a new TV. Yeah, and it's, it's like, but you know, that hardworking street whore that you bring up, she's still out there doing the dirty work. She's fingering some guy's undercarriage behind a, a, a fucking dumpster at McDonald's, and she's blowing, <laughs> a, you know, some strange, dirty, filthy STI, mind you, ridden dick fucking that she's never met before at a truck stop. I mean, there's still hardworking women out there that are working their asses off, and these lazy fucking millennials on social networking are just, uh, they're bypassing that rite of passage for a broad to go and work and earn her living as a whore and they're, they're bypassing that rite of, of passage and just going straight to the internet for a handout and it's bullshit you know I, I gotta say I agree with you on that it's uh, you know the American dream is you work for what you get you know you, you, you go out there and you earn it yeah, and, uh, I mean, they're basically buns, these, these broads, they got a pussy, an asshole, and a mouth. They could simply just go out for 20 minutes a couple times a day and stick a dick in any one of those orifices that they just sit there and click something on their computer and go, hey, send me money. And they get, you know, so some, some you know, guys out there, millennial guys, are, they're so desperate to want to be liked and want some fucking internet narcissistic whore from 2,000 miles away or around the other side of the world to like them or put a like on their Facebook page, but they'll send them fucking 10 or 20 dollars well you add that up when there's 250 300 guys sending you 10 or 20 dollars that's a lot of money when there's a fucking whore working the street making 20 for blowing some guy around the block in his car for the last five minutes it's bullshit it, but keep in mind too you want to respect the strippers and the cam sluts because they're working for it you know those cam yeah. sluts sure they're not working the streets you know they're not a street hooker they're not working the uh the, the truck stop on i-95 but you know they're they're on the they're on the cam they're there for three hours they're shoving things up their orifices and, they, and they're doing it for money and they're, they're you know they're earning a living earning their keep whereas a lot of these uh these kids today you know these girls on uh, on the instagram or on the facebook all they gotta do is just post a picture of them in a bikini and these idiots yeah. just throw money their way yeah but like you said at least those cam girls are providing a service they're showing they're spreading their pussy lips you know with a camera the, the webcam right in, you know right down like like it's eating the girl's pussy and they're showing you, you know, a point of view where it's going right up there. These fucking girls, they, some of these ones that just start these GoFundMe's aren't even doing that much. They're just asking you for, they're basically like somebody pandering on the street with a cup in their hand with a sign around them saying homeless for food, except they're not homeless. They have food, they have a car, they just want a new TV, but they don't want to get out and work for it. <laughs> I agree with that. It's a lazy generation. You know, it worries me to see what the next generation will be. But we'll see. All right, rant number two. Uh, this is an interesting topic, actually, that uh, I know Wackerly and I discussed, uh, you know, a year ago or something on the show. But this is an interesting topic. Okay. Well, since I'm on the topic of faggoty millennial bullshit, can we 
please stop with all the awareness campaigns. Look, we get it. We're supposed to be aware of everything. We're supposed to be aware of every plight. We're supposed to be aware every minute of every day. We get it already. Look, recently I read an article about a marathon runner named Kiran Gandhi, who intentionally ran a race during her period without the use of a tampon. Why? So she could free bleed down her legs to raise awareness for her less fortunate sisters in developing countries who do not have access to sanitary napkins. What? Have we finally run out of those annoying awareness ribbons and ice bucket challenges? Have we gotten to the point where a menstruating vag is the only way we can raise awareness? Well, (laughs) if so, it certainly sets a very high precedent for all future awareness campaigns. If this is the case, does this mean that I'm now going to have to shit my pants to raise awareness for my less fortunate brothers in the Congo who don't have access to toilet paper? Which, by the way, wouldn't be too tough for my friends and I as we routinely shit our pants a couple times a year after drunken late-night trips to the Taco Bell drive-thru. But worse yet, are we all going to have to jam cucumbers up our ass to promote Rape Awareness Month? As you can see... This whole free bleed concept could lead to a very, very slippery slope. But anyway, I say it's time that marathon races added a little color to their events. After all, pro wrestling has been doing it for years. I mean, what could be sexier than a marathon runner whose pussy is bloodier than Tully Blanchard's face after a steel cage match at Starcade 85? <laughs> That's a great reference. Oh, there's going to be people Googling that one. Yes, I'm sure these millennials have never heard of Tully Blanchard, or Starcade for that matter, being that Starcade was the basically the WrestleMania of what was the NWA or, or WCW, which is now defunct and has been defunct for several years. So, yeah, you'll have to, you'll have to probably Google that. But think in terms of the era of Ric Flair, mm. Arn Anderson, and, and maybe Golden we'll Age on, Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Steele, you are aware that tampons are the brutal expression of the oppressive patriarchy, though, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I read about free bleed a couple of years ago. This, this was a particular instance about a marathon runner who wanted to bleed down her leg. But, yeah, free bleeding I've read about the last couple of years. Yeah, they, they think it's a, a evil tool of man to keep women in their place. So you're not I – mean, that's the thing. I don't think you're horrified by, uh, by, by, a, by a period or period blood or menstruation. I mean, you've earned your red wings, haven't you? Yeah, and actually, I'm a big fan. If you, you know, if oh, the you NSA is like sitting over at the NSA uh, spying on me via the computer and the internet and stuff, if they go through my search engine or, or my search categories, they'll find that I've quite often, probably on a weekly basis, Google menstrual porn. So wait a second. Is menstrual porn like you know? Is it is it just what it what it what it implies here? Like people just you know fucking with you know yeah. when the girl's menstruating, or is it like are they doing things with the tampons too, like sucking the tampons and stuff like that? No, it's usually guys fucking or eating a box of a girl who's on the reg, and it's it's a kind of a niche market. Obviously, it's not for everybody. But I've googled it, I've watched it, I sometimes enjoy it because I you know when girls are in heat and that's what they are when they're menstruating, they're in heat. They want they want sex. 
it's, it's all good because it kind of turns me on. And, it, you know, I need all the turn on I can get because I have a hard time getting a boner. But, yeah, I'm not upset at the menstruating part because yeah, a bloody pussy doesn't scare me. I've been in them. I've eaten them. I've been around them. I enjoy them. But it's the fact that they're doing it to raise awareness and all this awareness shit is out of control. And then the fact that she's doing it because it's, it's misogynistic because men develop the tampon. It's not a woman's invention. Fuck that. That that's another see that's the thing it's like back in the back in the day you know if you wanted to raise awareness you'd write a fucking book and people would read yes. the book and maybe they'd go on a news show and discuss it but now yeah every single person is going on and like uh, going on the internet making a video of them running a marathon with blood coming down their thigh and next thing you know it's like on every single blog like oh feminism you know she's <laughs> making this point and, and you bring up an interesting point yeah like uh, you know what about like Men getting raped. Are we going to shove cucumbers up our ass? Or uh, right. people in the Africa not having toilet paper. Are we supposed to shit ourselves? Which yeah, I actually, I, mean, I do think you should do that and raise awareness for that. Well, I do it. I shit myself just for the record, as I, I kind of alluded to in the rant. But I, I do shit myself, but it's usually involuntary. And it's like four in the morning after I've eaten two uh, chili cheese burritos and drank uh, Jack da- uh, half a fifth of Jack Daniels in the night. So I'm no stranger to shitting myself. I'm just usually when I do shit myself, it's not with the intent that I'm trying to help somebody who doesn't have toilet paper. It's I'm too much of a retard to hold in my shit I think it's just a fart. Oh, okay. It's an accidental shart. Yeah, that's definitely um, that, that's definitely a tragedy. Tragic comic, yeah, but a tragedy nonetheless. Tragic for my pair of Levi's that I happen to be. And other than that, it's pretty funny for everybody else around me. But it seems like everybody now needs to protest against something. Nobody can just like go ahead and live their life and just like continue on and maybe, you know, maybe read something in the news and be upset about it and discuss it with their friends or their husband or something and then move on with their life. They can't do that anymore. Now they got to run a fucking marathon and bleed all the way down their thighs. Yeah, that or, you know, you saw it with see-through wine, and I'm sure I'll have topics oh, yeah. in, in, in this regard as well, but the internet mob justice that you see nowadays, that's how people get things done. They think it's cool because they put this dentist out of business and lop the head off a fucking kitty cat. Who gives a shit? It's a fucking cat. The cat would, you know, lions are not innocent fucking creatures on the planet, but everybody fucking decides, oh, well, we're going to decide we're going to put this guy out of business, ruin his life, threaten his family, all this shit, and that's basically what the world has come down to. Every Everybody's got some sort of beef. It's, they, they get this mob mentality on the internet where they try to fucking ruin people's lives. And then on top of it, they think they, the same people are the same ones that think they're going to cure disease or cure you know, somebody's plate by telling them to put on an awareness ribbon or start an awareness campaign or dump a fucking bucket of ice over their head. It doesn't work that way. It hasn't solved a fucking thing, and it never will. <laughs> it's the social justice movement. It's, it's just nothing more depressing than that to me. Well, well, it's all part of, it, it, it all falls under the umbrella of political correctness. And, and the awareness campaigns and the social internet mob justice, it's all part of that same monster. And Steele is an enemy of political correctness. <laughs> we don't get along very well, no. Well, Steele, um, you know, there you go. Fistful of Steel, the very first uh, uh, segment featuring uh, John Steele here on, uh, on the show. Um, this is going to be a monthly occurrence. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I had fun. I'll look forward to future uh, appearances. And, and like I said, from that opening or intro you gave me, I, I realized that if I lose my job, that I have a very, very uh, promising career in hate-mongering. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking you uh, probably could. You probably could uh, lead some kind of hate group somewhere. Maybe, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe Michigan, I think, is uh, it's easy to recruit over there, obviously. So uh, yeah, maybe well, you can I'll do, do that. Best. All right. Well, Steel, uh, thanks for being on the show. And uh, yeah, till next time, a little more Fistful of Steel. All right. Take care, sweetie. wrong listeners this is trucker paul i gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines dildos inflatable wives i bought them all when i go home i like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo when i'm on the road i got my second wife my blow-up doll and my jack-off sleeve Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls. I put a spell on you. So we got some phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Um, yeah, you know what? We, we had all these calls that we got, you know, a couple weeks ago when we were doing the uh, episode 500, the, uh, the, the final show with Wackerly. So all these people were calling in and being like, ah, I'm going to miss Wackerly or fuck you Wackerly or Wackerly's wife is Yoko Ono. So we got a ton of those calls. I'm not going to play all those calls, but we have, we also got some new ones too. And so people keep calling the signal hotline, 206-666-3846. Send it, you know, we, we want some more thought experiments, some my two cents, some is that gay questions. Just keep it going. I'm hoping to get some hateful calls about me. Oh, you will. Okay. Because people are going to hate you. Okay, good. Like so Some people will like you, and then other people will hate you. Who really gives a shit? Um, so the first call we got here is uh, from Satan himself. The devil, the dark lord, Lucifer, called the uh, sick and wrong hotline. Hey, B. This is the devil. And, uh... You stop doing your podcast or something like that, and uh, um, didn't you think the devil would have a different kind of voice, like a deeper voice? Uh, yeah, he sounds kind of like uh, some kind a, of dopey deputy. Of some yeah, kind. like I was thinking Gilligan, mm. like uh, the guy that goes, like, "Hey, D, oh, uh, this is the devil." Like you know, it's just come on, man. Like I, I figured you'd be maybe put like some kind of like voice emulator or something be like, D this is the devil. Like, you know, like Dio or like some kind of heavy metal type of Satan. Like, you know, you know, you think the devil would come, you know, as, as a, a, a fiery monster, but he comes as Don Knotts. Apparently. Yeah. You know, yeah. an unassuming devil, you know, figure. I think, uh, I think it works. All right. I'm going to have to, uh, express you, your ass and your whole family ride on into hell. Now, I understand that your family, a lot of your family is dead, but the family that you have left, I will express you then ride on into hell. Now, I know that you don't believe in hell as a Jew, but trust me, that shit is real. And that's where all Jews go. (laughs) All right. Well, um, great. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me about my dead family. That's always comforting. Um, 
Yeah, you know, but did you ever like ponder that concept? I always thought he'd be better spoken. Yeah. The devil, not so meandering <laughs> and eloquent. Yeah. Um, did Did you ever like? What did you ever like? Think about the concept of hell when you were a kid and being a half a half breed. Yes, all the time. So did you grow up though? Like, was your mom Catholic and she was like, "You will burn in hell," and then your dad's like, "There's no fucking hell. Don't worry about it." I that. was. I had to go to Hebrew school, and then my parents got divorced, and then I had to go to catechism in Catholic church. Whoa, did you get baptized? Yeah, when I was like eight. Wow. Yeah. Did it burn? It did a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, when you got like an upside down scar, like uh, like uh, brand. Yeah, like I've had that removed from <laughs> with plastic surgery, but um, it was but there for quite off some the time. Ladies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what did you think of hell then? What did you think of the afterlife? I mean, it, it terrified me, and I always I remember I had these neighbors who were kind of like the the Flanders is from the Simpsons, you know, who were like, you know, because I I had. Catholic relatives, I had Jewish relatives. I didn't really understand Protestants and the whole, especially like, you know, evangelists. I didn't get it, you know? But they were like, oh yeah, even Catholics go to hell. Even, and I'm like, I remember that kind of blowing my mind. Like, so none of this means anything, basically. Like, it, it doesn't matter if I believe, I'll probably still go to hell. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jews go to hell, Catholics go to hell, everybody goes to hell. So all of this is meaningless. Like that was kind of the moment when I was like, okay, th this is all just nonsense. I remember as a kid, uh, my first introduction to it is other kids would come to me and be like, my mom says you're going to hell because you're a Jew. And it was just like, really? And I, I just never understood. And at first I was like, well, kind of alarmed, somewhat alarmed. And I remember asking my dad, my dad's like, oh, no, don't worry about that. The Christians believe in hell. Jews don't believe in hell. And I'm like, so what happens to Jews? Oh, they go to a place where they study the Talmud. I'm like, well, that kind of sounds worse than hell. That sounds terrible. Yeah. You, so you just sit around and you, you study the Talmud all day. Like, I'd rather go where the good music is and the uh, strippers. But it is kind of weird. It's like you go where you, wherever you believe is true. You'll go almost. Wherever like, they try you know? to scare you. Yeah, yeah. You know, or what is it? What, what is it? Pascal's wager? You know, you can live your life how you want, but then you might go to hell. Mm. Or... Uh, you know, live piously and then, you know, you, you or make the deathbed yeah, confession, make the deathbed repentance confession. And then and you're like, you're saved with all Last religions. Minute. Just do it with all of them. You know? <laughs> what a load of bullshit. Mm. You know, fuck it. I think hell would be more fun if there actually is a hell. So devil, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about threatening me or uh, my dead family. Um, so going to keep doing the show. So, hell is uh, for heroes. Yeah. Hell is for heroes. Uh, coming up next, we have a shit story. You know, this is good. This is a good way to break Harrison in about the, um, I guess the the type of audience that we have. Like Harrison right now thinks like, oh, I could imagine that that the sick and wrong listening audience is composed of rational thinkers, you know, critical minds. No, it's it's people that shit themselves and puke at the same time. So let's roll the theme music. Lovely. Here's the jingle for the sick and wrong bit. Come gather round. It's all about shit. Shit! Hey, dudes, I hope you still have the hotline up because I have a story. Uh, I, uh, I was taking a shit the other day, mm -hmm. the other morning, and I had a little rooster tail incident. So I'm taking a shit, and uh, I got tail. a puke all of a sudden. I realize I'm going to throw up. The tub is to my right. And so I kind of lean over to try to puke in the tub. But I accidentally ended up pooping all over, like, my own foot. 
in the process. So I hope his that was pretty gross. In. If I hadn't been throwing up, I pr that probably would have made me throw up. Anyway, uh, wackily, I'm sorry your wife made you quit the podcast. Um, <laughs> and I hope you fools come up with some funny shit soon because I'm listening to the back episodes and I'm going crazy. Later. You know, I think I think that's really funny that uh, you know the sales for our back episodes just like skyrocketed because all these people are like, I need my sick and wrong fix, so they're like having to go through the back episodes. You don't even want to listen to the back episodes. Like, there's some, I mean, this is like you know, like episode twenty. It's basically unlistenable. Have, have you ever rooster tailed? Have you ever done that? Yes, just mm. once. Mm. Um, I uh, got alcohol poisoning. Have you ever had that alcohol poisoning? Yes. Yeah, I had uh, alcohol poisoning. A girlfriend of mine took me to, it was kind of like this weird sort of sex sauna, like spa place where you rent a room and you get like a hot tub and you also get like a sauna that you could chill in. And so she got like two bottles of champagne and we went, we went out for dinner first and I drank a lot during dinner. Then we drank the champagne and we're chilling in the hot tub. And people, you should never do this. And then we were in the sauna and I drank the rest of the champagne, mm. like the other bottle. And so like you're drinking that much alcohol, but yet you're dehydrating yourself anyway. So after that, we went to a bar and I even drank like one more drink. And at that point I was wasted. Went home. I woke up, I don't know, probably like 5 a.m. Just so sick. I ran to the bathroom. I was shitting. I was puking. Like for like the next six hours. It was god awful. I do, you know what I had to get is what's that uh, Pedialyte? You ever have that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's like the, the you know you you were completely fucked up, almost dead, almost dead, like near death, when you're drinking Pedialyte to replenish yourself. Yeah, and it's sad how often that might have to happen. I mean, I because I've been in the situation that this guy was in um, with food poisoning, where it was like I'm on the toilet and I'm leaning over to vomit in the you know bathtub. Why not just pick up the garbage can? I was, you know, because then you got to clean out the garbage cans, the whole thing, you know? <laughs> like, forget that. I could save time, you know what I mean? It's, just turn on the shower. It's a tricky business, all right? And I, I, can, I can empathize with this character. Yeah, but I mean, you're a taller guy. Like, I, I'm a short guy. I don't mm. even think I could reach my head over. Meanwhile, Dukes of Hazarding, my ass, over the toilet. I, I think I'd have to use the yeah, uh, Don't can. attempt such a maneuver. Yeah, I wouldn't want. Yeah. I wouldn't want to shit on me. Did you end up shitting on yourself? No. Yeah. No. So, uh, so what happened? So did did you have like a one night stand? Just walk in and be like, oh my god, and see you in that in that position, that no. compromising position. No, I always lock the door when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, if it's unless it's just me in the house. You know, I, I always lock, I always shut and lock the door. I've never understood why some people don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, rooster tailing is the worst thing. So was it food poisoning or alcohol poisoning? It was food poisoning. What did you eat? Um, I had like a... Uh, it was a gyro. Del, del Taco? It was a gyro. Oh, gyro. Yeah. Yeah, you never trust those. Yeah, so it was lamb. I'd never gotten food poisoning from lamb before. Yeah. But it was like one of those things where it was just like, I'm just vomiting and shitting all over the place. And then I passed out for like six hours. And then when I woke up, everything was like... It was like fucking Jimi Hendrix. Everything looked like I was on mushrooms. It was like, you know, you know, you ever had that happen to you where you like you, you get food poisoning or something and then it looks like you're fucking on mushrooms. Like you're tripping. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you wake yeah. up and it's just, yeah, yeah. it's surreal. Um, well, uh, thanks for that shit story. And uh, yeah, you know, I hope um, 
I hope it doesn't happen to you again. Like this, it sounds like this guy kind of had the same type of rooster tail experience I did, where it's alcohol poisoning. Sounds like it's old hat to this guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been there, done that. Um, all right. Well, we got another call, and this is like the typical caliber of uh, sick and wrong calls. This I think he's singing a song about dicks or something. I got a dick titty. I got a dick titty. I got a dick titty. I got a dick kitty. This is kind of a cadence. I got it? a dick kitty. I got a dick kitty. You know what it reminds me of? Wesley Willis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like, want to start beatboxing over it. But. Suck my Doberman's cock. Yeah. No, oh, I, I think he is beatboxing. Okay. Is he, is he beatboxing? I got a dick kitty. Or he's beating off. I don't know what's I going on. I think he's doing some uh, scat. I got a you dick that? kitty. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's trying to do uh, some beatboxing. Mm-hmm. He just can't do it. I got a dick kitty. Hmm. Huh. Well, you know, it's catchy. Yeah, I mean, let's, you know, I don't know if we can deconstruct that at all. You, you know, know uh, a little uh, music trivia here. Uh, the Butthole Surfers, before they chose that name, mm. one of the original names that they uh, were going to go by was Dick Tit. Dick Tit. Hmm. Okay. I, I like it. I think it sounds good. Yeah, Dick Tit. I, I think it's a good name. Dick Tit. We should almost make a, a, one of the new t-shirts just says Dick Tit. Dick Tit. Dick Tit. I like that. I like where it's going. You might have to pay this guy, though. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, maybe it's a tribute. <laughs> maybe it's a tribute to this guy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I wonder what his rapper name is. I it, know. It's Dick Tit. Yeah. yeah. DJ Special Ed here. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Dick tit. Yeah, we're going to call this guy Dick tit. I want to hear some more music. It could from be you, a cry for help. He might actually have some kind of weird body abnormality that is like a dick tit. This whole thing oh, could just be a cry for help. You're saying like a penis growing out of his uh, chest. Yeah, or a, a penis that resembles a breast, you know? So, a, well, you know, it's an interesting quandary nipular here. penis. It's almost like a thought experiment. If you had a second penis growing out of your chest, would you just jack that one off rather than the one in your crotch? Or would you do them both at the same time? Both. At the same time? At the same time, yeah. I guess. I mean, yeah. I guess you could. I just think it'd be easier just to be like, you know, on your chest, just done. You that know, might you know, be harder to do. I don't know. You know, that seems like it would be a little more difficult. Well, I guess it depends on what you're used to. With, you know, the, re- the science of the reaching and the, you know. Yeah, I guess it depends on what you're used to. Yeah. You yeah. know, that'd be awkward, though, when you get a boner. Your T-shirt would be pitching a tent. Oh yeah, at work. Yeah, get that thing cut off, please. (laughs) All right, the last call here came in from. uh, So, this woman, guy, man, impersonating a woman. I don't know what the hell it is. Anyway, he's calling up and is upset with uh, with Wackerly. I know Wackerly's not on the show anymore, but I felt like I had to play this call. How's it going, lads? Fucking old Mrs. Shona. The bitch you left for that skanky whore you now call your wife. For I was giving up a call. I've been copping a fuckload of cocks lately and it's made me fucking think about old times and your measly little pecker. Banging away at Shona's slit. Dribbling your little fucking cock juices all over Shona's hair with you. You fucking wanking lads. And fuck you, Dee Simons, as well. Maybe think about John. Last night I went out and had a dinner. A real classy dinner. I had some lobster. I had some fucking fried rice. And some Szechuan chili beef. 
was fucking amazing. She's I losing me. Smashed and spewed up and shed myself in the Sounds like she's not in the car anymore. <laughs> she was in the car. Didn't make me to finish spewing. Fucking <laughs> The hell is she even talking Anyways, about? Anyways, we're leaving the restaurant. Guys, go and you never left a tip. Nice flexing five cents. We're fucking cheap cunt. Fuck anyway, a chimp cunt? Cheap cunt. Oh, okay. Lads, just dream about the big old gaping cunt hole that you left. Left at the old crying. <laughs> Good name's Shona. Oh, I miss you, lads, but you're a fucking cunt. But you know it, Shona. You know, I, I'm, I always think that that's like the typical English bird. That's, that's like her inflection. Like, that's her tone of voice. You think that's what they actually sound like? In my mind, I'd like mm. to think that. Okay. But I'm going to England a couple like months, fucking, so I'll see Like that. a Punch and Judy puppet <laughs> show, they sound like. You think that's what they sound like? Yeah, yeah you know, I think mm. it's a... You know, and I think a lot of English guys are so drunk that they're just like, oh, I don't fucking care. Mm. I'll fuck her. Mm. Yeah, like they're just so wasted on wife beater that they're like, yeah, whatever, you know? Um, what's funny about this woman or person who's calling in Shona... Um, this isn't the first call. It's called multiple times. But Wackerly used to date a black girl, an American black girl. Mm-hmm. And so listeners used to call in and impersonate his black ex-girlfriend, but in like, you know, kind of like a, a, a offensive, like African-American sure. uh, tone of I voice. can imagine what that might be. Yeah. But then this guy, I don't know why he's assuming that when Lance Wackerly used to date some like, you know, uh, York Brown, like backstreet Londoner, right? <laughs> you know, uh, oh, from Kotzlinger, yeah. yeah, like some Cockney mm. uh, slut or something because he didn't. But I do find this really amusing, so it's good to hear from you, Shona. Um, you do know Wackerly is married now, so I don't think he's gonna come back to you. It sounded like she was calling from the back of a fucking turnip truck or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just selling my turnips. Yeah, that's scary. Um, so people call the Sick Long Hotline, 206-666-3846. We always love to hear from you. Uh, we got one email that we got to the, uh, the Sick Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com address. John from London wrote in. He goes, I'm English too. And I was in New York. And the same thing happened to me with the black guys in the CDs. I was walking through Times Square And a black guy gave me a square flyer. Then about four of them, just kids, followed me and said, it's a CD. Then they all shook my hand and asked for money. I said, I didn't like hip hop. And they said, it was jazz. I do like jazz, but I said, no anyway. And the guy said, oh, you just don't like black people. You just never stop or accept anything from anyone in New York. <laughs> just never, just keep going. Don't look at anybody. Just don't talk to anybody. Just, you'll get into trouble. Because it's the same thing with the comedians in New York. Because they're like, it's hey, do you like comedy? Hey, you like comedy? And then they try to give you fucking tickets to their, see them do fucking, you know, their tight five. Do they do that? At the they, comedy they, club? They, like oh, they yeah. come up and they, uh, they bark on the street? Oh, they absolutely do that. And, and you, there's no proper response because if you're like no they're like oh that's funny uh," you know or like you know because they're they're comedians they're like the scum of the earth but but when they give you these tickets are they giving them to you or are are you expected to pay them sometimes you're supposed to pay them sometimes they give them to you for free and then if you go once you get there with the tickets you're supposed to buy it's like a two drink drink minimum minimum. yeah yeah Yeah. so i think the uh the moral of the story is nothing is free nothing in life is free no you know 
Not even a trip to Japan. But it's, I always find it weird with these guys with the CDs. Like, with the CD... Like, who even has a... You know what I mean? A lot of people don't even have CD players anymore. Yeah, I know. Just stop it with the CDs. I don't think the black guys have realized that. Like, the guys just hanging out in Hollywood. Yeah, I you don't know? know. I don't get it. Like, like their mixtape? Yeah, give, Like, I'm surprised they don't have cassette tapes. Oh, they do now. I mean, well, that's like the new hip thing, is to have cassettes. You gotta be kidding me. If you're like... No, seriously. The radio station, like, in Chinatown that I work at sometimes... All the all the hip kids, they got their band, you know, they got mixtapes. Why would cassettes. you listen to a cassette? I can understand vinyl because vinyl yeah. actually sounds good, you know, analog. But a, a cassette tape sounds like shit. There's no logic behind that. I don't know. There's it's a, some kind of kitschy, weird, you know, retro thing. No, it's like a nostalgic thing. Yeah. God. Yeah. You know, but it's funny with the, uh, the the black guys selling their they're giving you their CDs because you think you know I can understand like a, a foreigner I can empathize mm-hmm. with them if, if they're walking around they don't know our culture and they're walking around and this guy comes up to him it's like hey mate you know, here's a CD and you think oh wow this guy's a friendly man giving me a CD I'll give that a listen but no you're expected to pay at him but at the same time this is a guy from this is not Balky Bartakamos from the Mipos <laughs> this is a guy from England. <laughs> Who's probably been to London? Who you know? Where I assume similar things are done. You know? I did, do they do? It? That's what I want. to Actually, that's yeah. a good question. Do they pass out mixtapes or mix CDs in London? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll find out when I go out there in November. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I guess the moral of the story here, John from London, is uh, yeah, nothing's free. So don't ever accept anything that's free because you probably don't want it or you got to pay for it. Uh, people, I'm working on a new t-shirt design, even though I do like this dick tit idea. Um, I still have some small shirts left of the uh, the white Sick and Wrong logo. Um, also planning to sell a commemorative print. So we're gonna, we, we have a bunch of prints from that photo shoot we took a while ago. But meanwhile, if you want to get some Sick and Wrong swag, go to cafepress.com slash sickandwrong. Also, we'd appreciate it if you vote for the show on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, comment. It's been a while since we got a good comment on iTunes. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate the support there. And, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm going to be traveling to Europe at the end of November. I'm going to be there for uh, end of last week in November and uh, first week of December. And planning to arrange some meetups. So, people that live in Dublin, Edinburgh, London, and Glasgow, and Amsterdam. We're going to meet up at a bar. We're going to drink. We're going to hang out. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. So, I'm going to be posting about that on uh, the uh, Sick Wrong Facebook page. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I'm actually dedicating this one to my friend Sleazy E. Uh, Sleazy E just came down here a couple days ago. His girlfriend actually bought him a ticket to go see Gary Newman performing uh, the album Replicas, his album Replicas, in its entirety at the uh, Terragram Ballroom, which I haven't been down there yet. It's a new venue downtown. And so his girlfriend actually bought him tickets, surprised him with these tickets, flew him down to uh, Hollywood, and like put up in a hotel for one night. Have you ever had a girl do that? No. Actually, what well, am I talking about? You had a girl take you to Japan. Take me to Japan. Yeah, it's a different Christ. It's a different story. Never once have had that happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope uh, Sleazy marries this woman. But anyway, uh, we're we're I I couldn't get a ticket because it sold out. And so I went and met him afterwards at that you know that bar, the Monty. Yeah. Right next door to the Telegram. And so I was hanging out at the Monty. He was wasted at that. It's point. It's like an old West. Punk bar almost. It's, it's I it, like but, it. Yeah. but they have like a lot of different uh, DJs been there. Like mm. a dude from Sam Hain uh, was been there. Uh, one of the chicks from L Seven, Jell Biafra spun there. So anyway, uh, this night I forget who was spinning, but we're hanging out, we're drinking. Uh, Sleazy's already wasted, and then who walks in? Gary Newman. Gary Newman just walks into the bar, 
And so we're like, holy shit, Gary Newman's just hanging out here. And so Sleazy's like, I'm going to go talk to him. And so he just runs up to him and starts like, he was wasted and was asking him about like, uh, you remember that time in Southampton when you crashed your plane? It was right next to my aunt's house. And Gary Newman's like, yeah, I got to go over there. And <laughs> just kind of just was like, sure, you're from Southampton. And he's just kind of shaking his head and was like, I'm going to go over there and talk to women. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you, know? you just want to go sit at a bar and not have random lunatics harass you. you but know? also it's like, don't you think if you're a rocker, do you get like some like, ugly old guy punk rocker guy come up and like blab into you versus five hot chicks are you really going to spend time talking to the guy it, it, it depends it depends on how jaded you are and how tired you are of that kind of nonsense you know? yeah that is true yeah. and imagine gary newman's probably he's been rocking a long time yeah I, when I, when I, when, cause like when random homeless lunatics come up to me, I try to talk to them cause I'm like, that could be You're me not used to it, yeah. or that will be me in 10 years. You know, you never know. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so I'm going to end the show here with uh, a, a two way army song. Two way army was the band that Gary Newman was in before he went uh, solo. So the song's called Are You Real? Dedicate that one to Sleazy. People, uh, thanks for listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Sick and Wrong 2.0. It's a whole new show. Thank you, Harrison, for being the new co-host. Thank you. Uh, thank you, John Steele, for Fistful of Steel. People, we'll be back next week. Till then, take it Sleazy.